All right, welcome to episode 49 of the At-Bat Podcast presented by War Media, where we give you our thoughts on the latest Chicago baseball news as well as take a trip around the league. I am Saul Rodriguez along with my co-host, MVP, Miles Porter. How are we doing, man? <laughs> That's a great intro that you always give me for this. Doing good. <laughs> doing good. I'm recording from uh, Bash Sports Academy, place that I used to coach at for the past three years, and I still come here and I work out during the off season, during the season. So this place means a lot to me. So uh, I thought it'd be cool to kind of shoot an episode here. Yeah, bro. I mean, look, the the, the work does not stop for Miles Porter. He, even <laughs> when he's not working, he's working. And you know what I'm saying? Getting that swing right. So, yeah. And we're, and we're going to start off there, man. I mean, the Miles corner is back. It's fresh. It's hot. How did that weekend go for uh, Milwaukee Jaguars and Miles Porter? Man? It was good. It was it was a good uh, it was a good start to the season. You know, we're, we're two and one right now. Um, First game, first game was, first game was good. And then, you know, now we're kind of getting into this upcoming weekend where, you know, we have four games coming up against some really competitive teams and we're in the Wisconsin State League now. So that's much more competitive semi-pro mm-hmm. baseball and just, uh, just feeling, just feeling, feeling good, feeling good. 2026 and uh, not exactly one of the youngest guys anymore, but I'm still like in the middle where it's like, I can relate to the young guys, but I'm yeah. still like one of the older guys too. So I'm like, I'm in that middle now, which is, which is kind of fun. You're the wise guy now. Wise miles. Exactly. Look at that. You go, exactly. they go for, you know, exactly. people go, you know, people go for you for the info, you know? So that's good, man. Yeah. Hey, good to Two hear. Two stolen bases, by the way. Two stolen bases. Hey. <laughs> and we talked about it. You said, right. And we said the, the league is going to see this. They're going to, they're going to know it. But the, even when you know it, you can't stop it. So it's I guess. Back. <laughs> so there you go I mean, yeah my, you got miles horner over here uh stealing bases so that's what we love to see you know what i'm saying not only can my, my man rake but he's also gonna you know steal bases so that's good to hear hopefully milwaukee jaguars only w's only w's so hopefully it comes up i know you said how many you got this weekend coming up I got four coming up this week four big games all right sweet yeah. sweet so hopefully that works out best of luck and uh, we're going we're gonna to move on now to Chicago baseball where, you know, uh, it hasn't been very hot for both sides of, of, of the city. Uh, on the north side, the Cubs are 19 and 23. Uh, they're still holding on to that spot, third in the NL Central, losing seven of the last nine, now four in a row uh, as we sit here recording this on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, Miles, what have you thought over the last week, man? I mean, they lost two out of three in Minnesota, which which I'll get to because I uh, was there for the losses, unfortunately. Uh, oh, and then, of course, uh, they went into Houston and lost the first two already in the series. Uh, yeah, what have you thought of the last week, man? It's just been the same kind of, kind of same struggles, but anything in particular that from the last week that stood out? Man, it's just been it's just been a tough go for the Cubs. I think that they're they're running into some very good competition. I don't think it's any against any of the players. Mm-hmm. They're just running into great ball players at the mm-hmm. moment, uh, great ball clubs in general. The, 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 the Twins have been a solid team, and, and Correa kind of picking it up. And you know, it's this is a very they're, they're in a very hard part of their schedule. Um, and, and I said this in the beginning of the season where it's like, you know, a lot of teams are going to start off hot, including the Cubs, and then may feel like they're fizzling, fizzling out. Um, they just got to keep playing, keep playing ball. Um, right now, big ball is, isn't working for them. So kind of small ball has to be their bread and butter at the moment. And it's great seeing that. Mervis hit his first home run and Christopher mm-hmm. Morrell has come up and absolutely raked, even though he caved four times the other day after hitting him. <laughs> That's fine too. We'll take it. It's still, you know, yeah. Oh, he's he's still being productive, and he's he's been great since uh, since being called back up. So there's a lot of po- positives to take away. And you know, Hayden Wisniewski getting sent down to AAA, just go down there and work on that man and come back up and dominate. 
No, yeah, you're right, man. And and yeah, we'll we'll take it from Morrell, honestly, with how you know the offense, how bad the offense has been. We'll take a four strikeout day if he's gonna come back the next day in a bomb or something. So uh definitely. I and, and you're right. I mean, they they've it really has been tough competition. It's not like they've been losing to two teams that, you know, uh, they shouldn't be losing to, but yeah, I mean, uh, kind of leaking into the, just the conversation of, you know, me going to Minnesota, man, I went and I saw, I came, I got in on uh Saturday morning. So I went to Saturday's game that was started with the rain delay. So oh. I think it, it was, uh, it, I think it, th- those were all the signs that it was going to be a tough couple, couple games there because, how big um, is that jumbotron? It looks huge. It's gigantic, bro. And oh it's like, gosh. wait, yeah, it's way bigger than I thought it would be like in person. Like <laughs> it looks so nice. It's one of those stadiums that looks nice on TV, but way better in person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it is for sure. I mean, I've only been, I've been to uh so far, I've been to Fenway, uh, and now Target Field of the stadiums outside of um of, of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just seeing that, kind of seeing the the you know, um the difference between an older stadium like Wrigley and older stadium like Fenway to a stadium like Target Field, it's crazy, dude. Like, just yeah. all the lights, dude, there's so much to look at. There's literally so much to look at that sometimes you catch yourself not even watching the game. You're, like, looking at the screens and what's <laughs> – like, it's yeah. insane. And yeah. uh, But, no, beautiful stadium, man. And and, uh, and a great ex- – I will say this. I'll start with the positive. Great experience. Uh, did enjoy the city of Minnesota. Got to see Mall of America, all the good stuff. But when it comes to the actual games <laughs> – dude seriously two probably it's funny because they were probably the two worst games in the whole season right they really probably were they were so bad and uh and i I thought i was like living in a nightmare i was like oh my goodness came all this way to see my team get shellacked um so it yeah it was rough i mean the first game um uh wasneski gets touched up and it just was bomb after bomb they hit a season high five home runs the twins did in that game uh Kirloff coming off the uh the IL and you know I believe it was IL or came up for the minors one of those but he he was making a season debut like in the last week and uh dude was dude has just been raking ever since then he hit two home runs off off the off the Cubs and then uh yeah just everyone was just hitting home runs that day Correa hit one and then the next day I'm like you know what wipe the slate clean it's a rubber match you have Strowman the Stroh show you know pitching yeah. uh dude. <laughs> And uh, he also gets touched up. I mean, that was just unbelievable. Even the my buddy that I went with, Mario, he's a, he's a white, a diehard White Sox fan, and I don't think he even enjoyed uh, seeing my misery uh, there because it was just, you know, a more a more barrage of home runs. I mean, uh, Larnick hit another homer. Gallo, I think he hit uh, two over the weekend as well. I mean, he hit one so far they literally did not Statcast couldn't read it. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, look, great experience, but, uh, the games were terrible. Um, and it's definitely some, something to forget when it comes to the game. But other than that, great city of Minnesota, definitely. I enjoyed my time there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. uh, it, it was rough, but uh, I will say, uh, uh, talking more about morale and him, basically him and Suzuki are the ones that have been carrying the offense really. I feel like over the last week they've, they had a great series in Minnesota, despite the Cubs losing two out of three there. Um, and you know, I think honestly, over the last week for me, it's really just been noticing how much the Cubs are missing at the leadoff spot with Horner being out, like as much yeah. as Horner, not necessarily is an OBP guy, but he's a guy that is going to get you singles going to get either. He's going to get on regardless. Um, you know, and he's going to work great at bats and even Madrigal and Morel can't do that. Like, I know 
credit to Morel, he just came up. So it's one of those things that you give him a little more time. But Madrigal, man. Um, and you know, it's funny, as, as I talked about, say, Suzuki carrying the offense, he just hit a home run right now as the Cubs are up 3 nothing early here on this Wednesday, uh, uh, trying to salvage that that, uh, that sweep, that series, right? Uh, but no, yeah, it's just uh, that leadoff spot is really um, left a lot to be desired. And, you know, I mean, and look, I wanted to ask you, like, who do you, who, if you were the manager, who would you put at the leadoff spot right now? Like, would you put maybe, I think when you look at the numbers, I think it'd be easy to say guys like Hap or even Swanson because the, you know, those guys just work the count as well and, and uh, take walks. Um, are those the, the type of guys you'd want to see and be try at the leadoff spot? Because at this point without Horner, you might as well, you know, kind of have it be a revolving door and see what fits. Right. Yeah. I think, I think you just kind of rotating to see what what's working and what's not working. Maybe, maybe I'm putting Hap at the top of the lineup, mm. but I really love his bat in the middle of the lineup. Same thing with Dansby. Um, for me, I, the highest I'll go with Dansby is a two spot and maybe mm-hmm. Colt Morrell in that leadoff spot. Um, and the reason why I'm saying that is, is I feel that this team offensively is still trying to find themselves a little bit. So I don't want to take away from the middle of that lineup too much. I think there's still a lot to be desired there. I, I, I think for me personally, I feel like the best fit uh, right now at the top of that lineup is Christopher Morrell. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's up to David Ross. That's up to that entire coaching staff and how they want to kind of uh, structure that. But I mean, yeah, you could you could put happy lineup. And if I'm not mistaken, at one point, wasn't he leading off for the Cubs? In like 2017. Oh, Ian yeah, 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 Ian Happy, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he was he yeah, was so. yeah he was leading off at the time, kind of when he 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 didn't really have that as great of an eye. Like he, he's always had an, a solid eye. But when you look at the last couple seasons, man, he's been his his walks have gone up and his OBP has been. I mean, right now he's he's got an OBP above, uh, four, uh, I think, 410. So so I think that that's the only, that's the only reason why I say maybe he would have fit up there because he would get on base for the middle of the order. But I do see what you're talking about. I mean, we just kind of need a little, we need a little more pop out of him. Probably he's got four homers right now. So I think and it'll come, I think, with him. But yeah, keep on going. Or you get someone else to say. Oh no, you're good. The phone's ringing, so I muted myself. Oh my! Oh no, you're good. <laughs> uh, you're good. You're good. No, no, yeah. I mean, you know, I, the the cool thing about this Cubs team is that you can really experiment right now, and mm-hmm. it'll be okay. So you kind of play around with certain things with this team uh, and see what's working, see what's not working, because they're still a very competitive team, but there's still some experimenting going on with this ball club. So, um, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing anyone at the top of that lineup, kind of just trying to give some give us some sort of spark. No, yeah, you're right. And I mean, if you look at like the type of guys that are in the middle of the order, like I think as much as we talk, we've talked about like the offense has not hit as well the last, you know, maybe couple weeks or so. Um, even wisdom is still, you know, maintained, even though he's been striking out a ton more. But uh, Wisdom has still maintained his OPS above 900. He's still at 924 right now. So he's still having he's still having an impact there when it comes to extra base hits and all that. So, yeah, you, I do like guys like, you know, Hap and Swanson, those guys getting on for guys like that. Um, so that, yeah, it does work out. I, yeah. And, and look, I, I just, you know, regardless of the four strikeout game for Morrell, I do like him atop the order because of the energy he brings and uh, still the power that he could bring up there, you know, because he, yeah. he still breaks. So. I do like that. Hopefully they try it a couple more times, see what happens. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but also another thing too was, you know, they, they were just out, they've just been outclassed by these Astros. And again, it's like one of those things where as much as, you know, the Cubs could have beat the twins there, the twins are still atop the AL central. So it's still one of the better teams in the Midwest. When you look at the Astros, they've got off to a cold start, but they're still, you know, defending world series champions. So like, you know, 
you don't you you don't necessarily feel like this is a necessarily. I mean, every disappointing every time you lose, but it's not as much of a low compared to other series losses there. Um, and of course, you know, it doesn't really help that they lost Bellinger for a couple of days. I mean, he's not in the lineup again today uh, on Wednesday, and uh, he, you know, my, my, you know, he's you know the Cubs have an off day tomorrow, so that'll help there. Probably one of the main reasons he's not playing today, just to get an extra day before they head into Philly. Um, yeah, so it was good to see. Also, you mentioned it, Matt Mervis hit a home run. Still sixty, still uh six hundred and fifty one OPS right now. It's not he's not looking so great overall, but he's still he's getting you know acclimated. So I'm not also not too not too hard on that either. I mean, look yeah. at even like you said with Wisniewski, he got sent down. Look, he he's he's one of those types of guys that they, he just needs a little more polishing uh left. It's not a lot. He's gonna be in this. He's gonna be in this rotation soon or whatever. He's gonna make a big impact on the next Cubs playoff team, in my opinion. So I think he's he, you know he'll be fine and he'll he'll come back and and uh, and kill it. So um you know the, looking ahead, the Cubs got the Phillies uh this weekend and then they come back home and take on the Mets and then three against the Reds. Uh, what do you hope to see when they head to Philly? I mean the Phillies are a team that also got off to a cold start, but we've talked about it multiple times. We're not worried about them either because of how good their offense is. They're 20 and 23, uh, six and a half games back in the East. Uh, you know, they got Harper back, you know, and, and, and he's, he's hot. And uh, you know, like what, you know, and I'm not necessarily talking about his bat. This dude, you know, was heated over the weekend when they had that whole uh, little confrontation with the Rockies. So uh, yeah. What do you, what do you hope to see when the Cubs, you know, go into uh, Philadelphia this weekend? You know, do you hope that you know, they can kind of weather the storm again, maybe just get at least a win there. Like hopefully, obviously we always wish to get win a series, but uh, this three city uh, trip has not been kind of the Cubs either. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is the, the Phillies are an interesting team because they're, mm. they're in a very similar spot as the Cubs, but I think they have a more established identity. Um, and the Phillies actually kind of scare me because mm they can put it together at any moment during the season. That's that's still a very scary offensive lineup. Um, and so if things just start clicking for them, um, that's a scary ball club. And, 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 and regardless of what they can do or what they haven't done, that's this is going to be another tough series for the Cubs. It'll be a good test for this team. Um, even though we're a little bit shorthanded at the moment, that's okay. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm not expecting the Cubs to blow the Phillies out of the water, but I am expecting some – competitive baseball i am probably still going to give the edge to the phillies just because they Mm -hmm. play with that edge um Mm -hmm. but you know anything can happen um but you know it's going to be a tough a tough a tough series for them um offensively that's a very scary team um but this cubs team can take advantage of a team that hasn't been known well for their pitching yeah, you're right. I mean, look, they, you know, they got to a game over 500 and then they proceeded to lose four in a row. They did not fare yeah. well in Colorado, despite, you know, the whole yeah. fracas over there, everything, everybody getting ticked off. But uh, yeah, I mean, they still got, they still got guys that are there that, that mash and that's how they beat you. Right. They're always going to, yeah. it's not necessarily rely on their pitching, but you know, they're pitching kind of the world series last year. It just hasn't been like that this year so far. But the way they were at at this point in the season last year, I'm sure they're they're not very worried about that. I'm sure they'll they'll pick it up and be able to to pick up a playoff spot. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of moving on now to the White Sox, who again, just like the Cubs, struggle, continue to struggle here in the last. Um, I mean, for the White Sox, maybe the whole season has been struggle, right? But 15 oh. and 28, uh, and since May 4th, they're five and seven though, which I will say. Uh, for a team that, you know, with the record of 15 and 28 is probably a positive, right? Because at least you've won five of your last 12 there. I mean, it's it, it, right. I mean, the way that they fared, it's, you know, having a, 
uh, just two games under 500 in the last, you know, uh, uh, you know, 10 days or so. It's, it's, it's positive. I think there, but uh, yeah, they lost three out of four to KC. Then they lost two out of three to, to Houston. Um, you know, Luis Roberts, the one carrying the freight there because, you know, since the start of May, uh, 14 games, he's got a 1430 OPS, seven home runs, 17 runs, and he's slugging out of this world, 939. I mean, look, the White Sox obviously haven't been where they want to be and they've, you know, they struggled, but when a guy like Luis Robert, uh, you know, turn, turns it on and like, how far can he take the White Sox, uh, when he gets hot? Yeah, I mean, I think I think he definitely keeps them keeps them afloat. I just don't think that it's enough. Still, mm-hmm. not I'm not saying he's not giving enough, but he needs more of a supporting cast around him. And I think Benintendi has done everything that he's can to the uh, that he's can to this point. Um, you know, t- Tim Anderson has come back and he's been okay. Hasn't been terrible, uh, mm-hmm. but he's he, he's been okay, and, and that's just the truth. And you know, for for the, this this Sox team to even have some sort of momentum they have to be clicking on all cylinders and for us to <laughs> be happy about sort of the bare minimum for a team that we thought was going to be just out of this world mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why i was laughing because i was like this is bad. we're we're just, we're just <laughs> happening there they're doing five they're like oh my gosh yeah so you know it's <laughs> um yeah it's just it's just not enough it's not enough and i i don't i don't know if i see this season going any better for them um, I'm curious to know what they're going to sell, what they're going to keep at the deadline. There was a lot of frustrations around the management and the lack of moves that they made this this offseason and, and, and certain things coming to light even more this year. And, and, and clearly we're seeing that this this wasn't just a Tony La Russa thing going on. This is uh, – so I, I think some of these players just are not buying it. I just don't think they are. Um, in the beginning when things were very fun in 2020 and, and, and what a, a amazing year it was in 2020, in 2021, looking like a just like a like a gritty JUCO team, <laughs> it was just it was just it was just fun to watch. And I think maybe some guys got a little bit complacent, and whatever the case may be. But you know, the supporting cast around Robert uh, just isn't isn't doing isn't cutting it. So hopefully, hopefully, there's some sort of something that clicks. I'll be at the White Sox game on Friday, actually. Um, Fun fact: I bought tickets behind the third base dugout for forty-three bucks, and I was like, "Oh my god, oh my gosh!" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get these tickets." Um, so you know, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting, it's an interesting scenario on the south side. Um, just keep playing. That's that's the best thing that uh, they can do at this point. I think Rafal's done everything he could with this ball club to this point. No, yeah, you're right, and and trust me, and, and I think you look at the prices of any white tax game and you'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised at how much you can get to, to be close there. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I go to so many games, I, I go to so many white tax games. That's one of the main reasons why they're like $10, 15 bucks. So, yeah. and they have that, they have that new uh, Tuesday thing where it's like, you know, a lot of the food is five bucks and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, that's positive. That's a positive right there. I mean, I'll, t- I'll take it as much as you want the, as a Chicago, you're trying to have these guys uh, uh, win yeah. here. Oh, it's one of the best. It's one of the best in in, yeah. in, in Major League Baseball, which which I find yeah. uh, very fascinating that it's like in the top. It's always in the top five um, yeah. when it comes to like people talking about their food. Um, the you know, just, they got that soul. You gotta have. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> have the food hey, I, 
yeah, you know, you're right, dude. And like the fact is that it, it's re- not even just the quality of food, dude. It's the, it's the choice of food, right? It's like yes, you have yeah. they have they have uh you know food for Hispanics for for all kinds mm-hmm. of people there. It's awesome, dude. Like the elote, and they have you know they have tamales, yeah. like tacos. I agree like, it's, to take a little bit. Of bro, I agree. I agree. It's gone down tremendously. I agree. Yeah, and and, they, and I mean they're they're building like I don't know if it was like a like a Giordano's in there or something like that. But even then, like you get a Giordano, a slice of Giordano's there. It is not great. Honestly, like it's not, it's not like, you know, it's, it's not like when you eat it at home or eat it at the restaurant, it's just, it's like cold and it's like mushy. It's yeah. not the same. Yeah. Regardless, I'm regardless. I'm a Lou, I'm a Lou Malnati's guy, but that's a, that's another podcast. It's a story for another podcast. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what, what's your go-to? What's your go-to uh, deep dish miles? If you had to pick. It's loose. This is loose. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. I thought I had to. I thought I was gonna have to end the podcast. I'm gonna be like, you know, Miles. Uh, you know, I'm gonna have to get you to you know, get out of here because nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's always a rivalry, man. It's, it's all. <laughs> no, dude. It's all. It's all. It, it's almost like the rivalry with the Cubs and White Sox, right? With Giordano's and Lumonatis. You got one or the other. You know, some occasionally you got people. You know, like Pequods, which I fairly tried. I tried for the first time. Great pizza, but Lumonatis yeah. just always hits. Yeah. But, uh yeah yeah exactly uh but back to the white Sox. i mean they got crochet coming back now finally uh who you yeah. haven't seen in, who they haven't seen in a while uh but with him back man i mean we've seen this we haven't seen this guy for that many games he's 23 drafted in 2020 uh he's pitched 59 games for the Sox. uh yeah. two, 254 era 65 case to 27 walk so the, he's a guy that uh you know that just is out there striking dudes dudes out left and right um with Garrett Crochet back, what does he bring and what can he help the Sox with, especially this year? Um, you know, obviously, like you said, they're going to need more than this. They're going to need more than uh, than just Robert uh, going off here. But what can a guy like Garrett Crochet uh, uh, bring for the White Sox now that he's back? If things start to click well, he can keep them in games that they have not been keeping themselves in. Mm-hmm. If things go well, if he's able to eat mm-hmm. up innings the way in, in a hypothetical, in a perfect role for the White Sox, if he's able to give about six, five, six, seven uh, per start and keeping them in games, that gives the offense more of a chance. It gives the bullpen uh, more confidence to shut the door. Whatever the case is, um, there's, a, there's a huge possibility that he's just going to be able to, to you know, kind of keep his team competitive somewhat uh, in games that they have kind of been blowing lately and blowing this pretty much this entire season, actually. Um, so I really like him coming back. I love how dominant he is from, from the left side. Uh, I think it's great that he's 23 year old, 23 years old. Uh, the White Sox really keep an eye on him and, and, and do their best to, to keep him around and help him develop well and and not do this thing that the Sox have. I've seen them kind of do where uh, they, they, have, they have a young guy that, that develops well and either they they keep him around and, and he's dominant, but he's on a very mediocre team. Or he's good, and then they ship him off, and then the White Sox and then White Sox fans are like, "Well, what the heck?" Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that they, you know they continue to groom him correctly going forward. No, yeah, you're right, and I think I I, I will say I think I, I looked and I had to make sure, but I think they're they're gonna continue to bring him out of the 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 bullpen just for this year though. I think next year is when they put him as a starter, which which you know, okay, okay. but but I mean, but you but but no, you hit on the on the head regardless, though, because you know you said they're gonna keep him in. The, he's gonna keep the socks in in, in you know in, in games, and he, he is regardless of where he's coming out, right? And I think that when you have a bullpen that has struggled like the White Sox, man, it's been it's been a rough go for them overall. I mean, Joe Kelly has not been great. 
Uh, Aaron Bummer has not been as good as, you know, he has been in the past few years. Um, you know, and it just hasn't worked out. I mean, they needed, they've needed uh, help from guys like, like Middleton uh, and, you know, Ken, uh, Keenan Middleton, who, who's been great. I mean, 203 ERA, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, so, so they have guys like that that have unfortunately even talk about Dylan's getting hit hard this year as yeah. well. Oh my yeah. gosh. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like hard to look at his stats. I'm, I'm turning it off. <laughs> no, you're right, dude. And you look at the, you look at you know a guy like Lance Slane who fortunately was able to bounce back from a seven cool. seven run uh uh you know blowout against KC, um you know and, and he came back and 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 outpitched Shane Bieber. So uh, it's yeah. good to see from that end um because he's been having a rough go. I mean, he's six uh you know uh, look away six sixty six ERA. Uh, oh my we god! Like, yeah, <laughs> order. Palpatine yeah. loves this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right, so right, it's 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 been it's been a tough go there, and I think all yeah. all you can say that about just about all the starters for the Sox, yeah. and uh, yeah, so I mean even guys like Kendall Graveman have not pitched as well. I mean three eighty six ERA, but in the little small sample size, but even mm-hmm. even then he they still expected more out of him to even be like a closer option there. Um, a yeah. lot of fans are a lot of fans are happy to say bye to Jeff Diekman, uh, you know, because he was just that was another guy that was. Uh, just taking out a chin for the socks there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for, hopefully, you know, Garrett Crochet is going to come in and, you know, be a, a, another bright spot for the socks here. Like Robert has been and, and help them stay in games and, and also just win games in general. Cause it's all, it's all that matters at this point. Um, yeah. so that, yeah, looking ahead, you know, they got two more against Cleveland. Then they, they then they take on KC again at home. You know, what do you, what do you hope for the socks against the, the guardians and KC? I mean, these are big games because they're in division games, you know, yeah. you, can, you know, they're eight and a half back. Cleveland hasn't been playing great baseball, um, mm-hmm. you know, of, of course. And I mean, the whole, the whole division has been great, but I mean, you look at the team who's in second place right now, that's the Detroit Tigers with Javi Baez who's been playing a little better, but that's not saying much yeah. there either. Uh, but yeah. yeah, what do you hope, what do you hope to see from the white Sox against the guardians and against uh, KC? I, 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 you know, look, and it is as crazy as it sounds like this, no one's running away with the, with mm-hmm. this division. No one is. You take, you take care of business the way you've been taking care of it, uh, with it against the Guardians. You know, I think there's, I think there's a lot to be desired there. And even, even when I look at the, the Royals coming into town, that's a, that's a series that you, you have to take care of your business against mm-hmm. them. Um, this is, that's the, the bottom of the barrel in your division. Um, a sweep would be beautiful for this team because all of a sudden you look up, <laughs> the Sox are in second place, technically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the same time, one game at a time, but, you know, take care of business against the Royals. You can really turn around your season. That's how bad your division is. <laughs> like, like it, it can all change at, at any moment. Three wins, you have 18, you have 18 wins. I just, you know, that's what I'm hoping for the White Sox. So, I would love for them to take care of this last game against the Guardians. And when the Royals come come to town, you take care of them. Now you're a competitive team again. Now you're now you're back in this race. Um, you're able to gain some confidence. Do not let the Royals come to Chicago and kick you guys around. That that's how you know it's a, it's a wrap this year. Um, like I said, and <laughs> aside from me joking around, this is a great moment for them to capitalize on the competition that they are going to face. Um, and it's kind of build off at any moment. They can turn this thing around. There's no one in this division that's running away. with it. No, you're right, dude. I mean, like it's just been, I mean, they losing three out of four against the Royals last week. What, you know, was, was as bad as it gets, you know, for, for this team, just because of where the Royals are at too. 
uh, yeah. despite having some young, exciting players. It's just, yeah, it's no, no excuse there. And, and yeah, look, the thing is, at least, like I said, at least you're playing in division teams with Cleveland, the Royals, and then Cleveland again, and then and yeah. Detroit. So, mm-hmm. so you're having, you know, and then even that they, they, they you know, they, they take on, um, uh, the Angels and then the Tigers again. So a plenty, like you know, like you said, they go on, they go on a streak here, and then all of a sudden you're challenging the Twins at the top of the division. So yeah, they could. They, it sounds it, it's obviously easier said than done, but yeah. when Robert's hot, Crochet's back, um, Jake Berger's smacking home runs of like always, you know, double cheese homers, dude. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's anything yeah. can happen. So uh, yeah. we'll see what happens there. Uh, but now moving on to uh, the rest of the league, and there's a you know there's a subject in particular I wanted to get to, man, and that you know the Jays and the Yankees are playing. Anytime, I feel like the Jays, Yankees, and Rays, and yeah. I mean heck, even the Red Sox are playing well right now. Like the whole division is obviously playing well. But anytime those guys get together, where it's the Jays and the Rays, there's always something going on, some kind of beef, right? And again, yes. uh, this uh, week it has been there's been some beef between uh, the Jays and the Yankees. Aaron Judge oh, during that yeah. bat. Yeah, during the at bat in game one, was seen uh, kind of glancing to uh, the dugout, and um, you know Dan Shulman and Buck Martinez, who who are the 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 booth for the Jays, were you know basically you know kind of not necessarily you know not very straightforwardly you know uh, calling him out, but they were saying, hey, like what is he looking at there? Is he looking to see where the you know the catcher's at? What is he looking at? And they asked a judge after the game, and he said that he was. Look, you know, Aaron Boone has just been thrown out uh, and he was seeing some other guys chirping. So as the captain of the team, he's trying to get people, you know, hey, look, Boone was already thrown out. I don't want anybody else thrown out. Like we're trying to win a game here. So that's that's what he basically what he said there. I'm paraphrasing. But uh, from a fan perspective, I want to get you from a player perspective, because I'm sure you could uh, see, you know, maybe, you know, kind of give us a little bit more of a peek of what you do if you ever did something like that in the sense of what strategy there is there, because. A lot of the fans were saying, "Oh, he's cheating!" Like this and that, jumping to conclusions. Mm-hmm. I don't. I personally didn't think so. I thought, you know what? Even, even, even if he was trying to get an advantage, whether it's a seeing where the catcher's at or whatever from his peripherals, I don't necessarily think that's illegal. Like I don't think necessarily like that's been deemed illegal. Uh, even yeah. if then, also some uh, other people have said, even if they were relaying size signs to him again, that's not necessarily something that's been deemed illegal again uh signs uh, you know taking signs or whatever has been something that's been around for years and obviously now with pitch comp it's a little harder to do anyway yeah. um and even um i and and, and uh if if i'm wrong on this you know I, I i think i saw that one of the blue jays uh uh pitchers came out and said that he, he admitted to you know tipping his pitches Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's what they were talking about. I'm not sure if that was that particular game. I don't know if it was game one or game two. Um, they're currently in the middle of game three. But I, I was like also thinking to myself, if there's anybody that doesn't need to be, you know, cheating, it's uh, Aaron Judge. So he, you know, he ended up hitting, hitting a home run after Dan Shulman and Buck Martinez were talking about that whole thing. Um, again, ultimately, I don't think he was doing anything wrong. And again, MLB said there will be no investigation there. But from your perspective, as a as a, as a hitter and a baseball player, what what could what could he have been doing there, and what do you think ultimately happened? I mean, it could it could have been his teammates chirping. Um, mm-hmm. I, I truthfully have never seen that before. Mm-hmm. If if I if I hear my dugout chirping and they don't need to, for me, I'm probably not going to look at them in the middle of the at bat. Mm-hmm. But I do hear it, and that is distracting. To me, mm-hmm. because I hear my boys, I, I hear that they are distraught. I hear that they're frustrated. 
they're feeling how they how they feel. Um, so it is distracting because those are your teammates, and and you want it's like, hey, let's let's reel it in a little bit. We got to we still got to play a ball game here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I've never I've never seen that. Uh, I've never seen a player kind of look away while looking at you know. It, it's it's very interesting and, and and it's tricky in a sense where now you have to be alert. You have to be alert mm-hmm. with, with a certain amount of time left. So I don't know what to make of that, but I know for a fact that it, me personally, I did not believe that Aaron Judge was cheating. Mm-hmm. Aaron Judge, there's no reason to cheat. He's freaking Aaron Judge, um, and if the pitchers are are and if the pitchers are even saying that uh, they're tipping pitches, I mean, let it go. There's mm-hmm. no sort of unethical reason as to what's going on. Let it go. Let it go. Shut up. I think this is one of the most like fragile things. And I'm, by the way, I love the Blue Jays. I'm a big fan of Vladdy, and I love Bo Bichette as well. I think this is a very fragile issue, and I think because of the uh, climate of these two teams and what they mean to each other when they play against each other, I think that adds to a lot of these emotions. Um, but no, Aaron, Aaron what's he looking at? What's he looking at? I want to, I want to ask him, what was he looking at? There's pitch comps now. Stop it. So, <laughs> you know, I think, I think it's just, uh, I think it's just that competitive nature and people trying to figure out nitpick little things here and there. I love it. But at the same time, shut up. <laughs> no, you're right. Cause I think ultimately that's what I was thinking too, is that, it's really just the Blue Jays trying to pet Bev their, their you know, their way here to the Yankees, right? They're like trying, they're like Patrick Beverly, right? They're trying to, trying to get each other under, you know, under each other's skin, so that that way they're able to, you know, kind of get them off their, their horse here. But it's not working. I mean, the Yan- the Yankees, you know, ha- have won uh those games and taken care of business. The Jays have have haven't had luck there. Their pitching hasn't been, you know, doing well against the Yankees. But yeah, I think yeah. ultimately that's what it was. They're just trying to get under the, under the Yankees' skin and. To make matters worse, they were also uh, talking about uh, Yankees third base coach uh, not being in the box, and that's like, which I thought was ridiculous because I feel like every no, like find me one uh, third base coach in the majors that like is in the box. Like, what do you think of that? I mean, that's that's just like again, just more BS trying to, you know, we're get the Yankees out the game. We're nitpicking again. You yeah. know what I mean? And there's a lot of. Uh... I feel like there's been a lot of nitpickiness this year with, with, with certain things. And, you know, obviously the game is a little bit, a lot of bit different this year. And I mm-hmm. think there's people are trying to find reasons right now. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're reaching really hard at this point. We're reaching really hard. Uh, things like that. You don't need to do when these two teams are just playing ball against each other. It's some of my favorite baseball to watch. Um, but th- th- whatever, bro, if, if he's, if, Listen, me as a ball player, if, I, if, if if I'm on the other team and I see the third base coach inching too close, if he gets hit, that's his fault. Mm-hmm. That's his fault. By the way, the pitcher is not looking at the third base coach or the first base coach. He's looking at the catcher. He's looking at the hitter. He's looking at, the, at his uh, fielders. Whatever the case may be, the third base coach or the first base coach, they, they are so not important if you are if you are not the hitter. So, you know, I think I think there's let it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> No, you're right. You're right. That's what I was thinking too. And like, just the fact that uh, there was like arguing going on about that was ridiculous. And the fact that like they caught, I think it was a uh, uh, manager, John Schneider from the uh, blue Jays, uh, you know, calling the, the was talking smack and calling one dude fat boy or something like that. I'm fat like, boy, yeah. yeah, I'm like, dude, like, like, come on. Like, first of all, get some better insults than that. Uh, you could do way better than that. John Schneider. 
but it's yeah, it is ultimately just ridiculous. They're just nitpicking, yeah. as you said, and just you're right. And 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 you said they're reaching. I mean, they literally like they're looking for anything uh, just to you know kind of get the Yankees off their game. And and the Yankees, you know, they're they're have you know they ha- haven't had a great start to the season, but they're getting mm-hmm. guys back. You know, they got Stanton yes. back today. They're going to get Luis yes. Severino soon back, so they're going to be full on ready. You know, they don't they're they're still missing Rodon. So even mm-hmm. that's crazy to me that they're sitting here 25 and 19 with a lot of the guys missing. Uh, Volpe's yeah. playing a lot better now. He's hitting more tanks. He's got six on the season. So yeah, yeah. yeah, they're, they're, yeah they're playing better. So I you know that's I think that only fuels the Yankees more, uh, more than it does fuel the Jays. But we'll yeah. we'll see. I mean, this is the AL East, and this is and and we're just a quarter of the season in. Uh, Probably the only, division in baseball is the AL oh. East. 100%, no doubt. The AL, East, the, the AL East, the NL East, those are the two best divisions in the baseball, just so fun to watch overall. Yeah. Um, so yeah. hopefully, you know, they're able to, um, you know, just play some baseball, get back to playing baseball and not, you play know, ball, no man. It's yeah, play ball. seriously. Uh, the last Stop thing I want to ask people for clapping. Stop it. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was, uh, who was that? Was, uh, um, Christian, oh, Christian Walker from the, from the D backs. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, I, yeah, love, yeah. I love this. I love <laughs> after he's thrown out, yeah. he calmly walks over to the umpire trying not to slap the crap. Just... <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know you see... want to hit someone when you put your hands behind your back and you're trying to like display that you're not that you don't want to hit them. Oh my god. Oh my god. It was that was great. The whole sequence building up to that strikeout and it was it was great. It was yeah, great. I, don't yeah, do that. I'm tired of the umpire show, so dude. I'm really yeah, it's, tired. Of it. It's uh yeah, just no. I mean, look, look, I think people I've, I've heard people say like, you know, that like, oh, picking on the umpire, picking on the the the, or the, uh, the manager is the easiest thing to do. But do it like when you're, you know, when you're throwing out people for 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 clapping, it just makes no sense. Like there's no Listen, I was done when Adrian Belcher got thrown out for not being in the batter's box. <laughs> yeah, I mean, remember that? That, was, <laughs> that was that was my point where I was like, you know what? We something has to change. Yeah, and and then also, uh, it came up this week that Angel Hernandez is not hasn't has only called one game this year, and like, but there hasn't been, yeah, there there they yeah, there hasn't been much talk about it. But hey, I mean, if Angel Hernandez is retiring quietly, I don't think anyone's really going to complain. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> and then I love how it's like the next on part. Now people are looking at like Phil Cousin. Yeah, <laughs> it just, it just right. goes on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. There's always there's always that 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 one man. There's that sorry that one umpire that people are going to talk smack about yes. on, on yeah. endlessly. So, uh, nonetheless. But uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you about is uh, you know, the Padres, man. The 20 and 23, uh, they just can't seem to beat the Dodgers this year. Uh, they were you know they were swept. And uh, are you worried about them? Is that something that you know are obviously in the playoffs? Padres got the Dodgers, you know, number there. They were able to take them on the in the you know the LDS last year. So yeah, well, are you worried about the, the Padres right now? Are they able to? You think they're going to be able to come back from that? It's really just been there uh, a mixture of of inconsistent hitting, but also their pitching hasn't been you know the same either. Um, but they're yeah. you know sitting sitting seven seven and a half games back. The Dodgers yeah. are officially back. Uh, yeah, what do you think about the Padres are now? And is it one of those things that you're like, oh, they'll be fine in the end? I don't. I don't know because the, the the Padres are interesting. They're an interesting ball club because on paper you would think that they are. On paper, people thought they were going to be better than the Dodgers this year, and it's clear that the Dodgers are an organization that just knows how to play baseball, regardless of how much money they spend. Mm-hmm. Um, 
This is this is interesting to me because I, I think I, I do believe that at any point the Padres can turn it on this year. Um, but you know, I I look at I look at someone like Blake Snell who just has been being absolutely shelled this year. Mm-hmm. Aside from 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 you Darvish and a few other arms, he's he's one of their main guys. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, Juan Soto, who recently has been heating up very well, um, but in 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 a very sad way, hasn't been the same hitter since Washington. But he's so mm-hmm. young to the point where it's like you can't get mad at him. You can't you can't look at him like like someone like like Joey Gallo or whoever the case is, and and kind of dog on him. So this team is still so young. Um, to the point where anything can change at any moment. Uh, Fernando Tatis has been electric since coming back. Uh, and, and, and in a weird way, he's been entertaining and embracing the villain role, uh, but also going out there and, and, and playing ball. And, and Machado, another another player who has got off to kind of an ugly start this year, but is still putting together quality at-bats. Unfortunately, his baseballs are just finding gloves. Um so you know the 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 I'm not worried about the Padres, but and when I say that I'm not worried about them in a sense where I feel like they're going to continue down this path. I think they're going to be just fine. That's how I'm not worried about them. They're going to be just fine, um, but there's still some um, soul searching that this team has to do at the moment, and they are not in an easy division to figure that out. The their window is actually kind of small at the moment. Um, but I, I do believe that they can turn them on. No, you, yeah, you, you hit on, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you give me, all I got to say is you give me a team with Bogarts, Machado, Soto, and Tatis, uh, yeah. you know, they'll be fine. I think uh, they, 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 they'll, they'll, they'll find their way in the end. I think it's really just it really, as you said, it's going to fall in their pitching when it comes to guys like Snell. Um, even Darvish hasn't been as good as he was last year. Right, right, um, yeah. But you know, he as 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 a guy who who we you know we we saw a lot in a Cub uniform. He just got to get hot, and he'll again he'll be fine as well. <laughs> you just need a little more from guys like Musgrove, um, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and and Snell as well. So yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens with them. Yeah. But I think ultimately they'll they'll be able to find their way because I think as as much as their division is getting a little harder with the fact that. You know the the Diamondbacks are playing better baseball. The, you know they're twenty five and nineteen. Uh, the Giants yeah. aren't. Our ne- Giants aren't necessarily rolling over either. So mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a good division to watch there too. Um, and just to see what, what rolls out. I mean, even the you got the the Rockies that are just six games under five hundred. Chris Bryant's played a little better, and uh, which they yeah, love to see. So yeah, exactly. So it's it's good to see there. Happy for him. So hopefully things you know turn around for for them and and overall in that division because. Those are, you know, five ballparks you, you love to watch baseball at. So that's, you know, good to see. Um, but I think that's a good place to wrap things up for episode 49 of the At Bad Podcast presented by War Media. Of course, watch all of our shows. You know, we got Open Run uh, with Gabe and Josh as they cover all NBA playoffs. We're in the conference finals now. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, stay up to date with more of the Fandemonium seg- segments that Kyle Means has. I know he we just uh, released a clip of uh, of Eric Bolin from USA Today who was talking a little bit about air. Um, and so, yeah, you know, catch up on all our coverage with the Bears as well. Uh, you know, training camp starting, in, you know, in, in the next couple months. So, you know, that there is, is, you know, Chicago's on fire right now with so much stuff going on, you know, with, with all the sports. And even with the Blackhawks getting the number one pick um, as yeah. well. So unfortunately, it didn't work out for the Bulls. They didn't. They they didn't. They, you know, they they have they have no first round pick. So uh, that's unfortunate there. But hey, 
it is what it is. And hopefully we can enjoy a nice uh, hot summer of baseball. Hopefully yeah. uh, the Cubs and the White Sox pick it up. That's all, you know. Um, exactly. But uh, for I guess... give a huge shout out. Oh, yeah. Real quick to Bash Sports Academy. This place means the absolute world to me. I love coaching here. Shout out to all the parents and, and all the players. Um, the players, especially who, who have been getting lessons to. And then although I don't work here anymore, I'm still here working out. And, you know, it's just huge shout out to Bash Sports Academy, to anyone who's listening and, and is in the Chicago land area. Please come here to get some lessons from Coach George, Coach Ryan, uh, uh, Coach Francis, uh, all the softball coaches. I can't remember everyone's name right now. Um, please come <laughs> here and, and have a great baseball experience. Um, if this place means the world to me. I have nothing but amazing things to say. So thank you, Bash, for letting me use uh, the office right now. Shout out to Jim Price, who's the facility facility guy, and, and he's the manager and everything. He runs this place. So huge shout out to him. So thank you, Bash, for letting me use this place to record another amazing episode with my guy. Absolutely, man. Hey, anybody, anybody who's friends with Miles Porter is a friends with the Abet Podcast and Salvador Rodriguez for so for Salvador Rodriguez, Miles Porter, and another great episode of the Abet Podcast. Uh, join us next week, man. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Have a great one.